fitted through the wire, man. Too much stuff on my heart right now. What's good, people? Welcome to the Destination Devi Waiver Show for week 12. I'm your host, Ike. Follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. And also check out Off the Line Fantasy Football that drops every Thursday on the channel. Special Thanksgiving edition. But that's Thursday. This is today. Let's get into week 12 ads. But first, we got to go through a little bit of what happened in week 11. First, injuries, as always. Long, lengthy list. Long, lengthy list. Starting with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow out for the season, wrist injury, huge blow to Cincinnati in that passing attack, who, you know, they we've mentioned multiple times on previous shows that they are tops in pass rate over expected. I would imagine that changes quite a bit um, with the backup Jake Browning coming in. Complete downgrade for all pass catchers involved. And in that same game, we saw Mark Andrews tight end for the Ravens leave due to an ankle injury. Now, there's a little bit of optimism that he may be back for a playoff run. Not a fancy playoff run, but a real-life playoff run. So that almost certainly puts him out for the rest of the fantasy season, which is unfortunate right there. And then out of the Sunday's games, we had Aaron Jones leave due to a knee injury. It may look like an MCL sprain. He was carted off, and he was in tears. And the initial test came back that said it was not an ACL tear. So that's that's good news. But more clarity to come on that. Probably going to be a multi-week absence for him. Tyreek Hill left for the Dolphins due to a hand injury, but he returned still on his historic pace and had another 10-catch, 146-yard touchdown game. So 2,000 yards is well within reach for Tyreek Hill. And his teammate, though, Devon Achan, hurt his knee same knee that he just came back from the same knee that landed him on IR. So he's day to day. We'll see what happens um, during the week, but he was just coming back and, you know, it's important to see him go right back out. Deontay Foreman for the bears ankle injury. It was the same ankle that was plaguing him throughout the week. I think he was limited during the week due to, he was limited during the week um, due to that same ankle injury. So that uh, knocked him out. I think the first couple of plays in the third quarter, and then Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson took over that backfield. Ken Walker, oblique injury for the Seahawks. That's not good. Pete Carroll, who's usually super optimistic about every single injury that, you know, that happens, was not as optimistic on this one. So it, it appears that Kenneth Walker is going to miss some time with this oblique injury. So um, Zach Charbonnet, you know, stepped in and, uh, you know, performed admirably. More on him in a second. Same game, Cooper Cup, angle injury. He left, only had one catch on his only target for 11 yards. So he's he's day-to-day. Just has an ankle sprain. Not sure how long he'll be out. And then lastly, in that same game, golly, that was a you know pretty lengthy injury list coming out of the game. Geno Smith for the Seahawks. Right elbow injury. Came back, no structural damage. And Pete Carroll, like I mentioned, he wasn't as optimistic on Kenneth Walker's injury, but he's a little bit more op- optimistic on Geno Smith's injury saying he may play on Thursday. He thinks he has a chance to play on Thursday. So that remains to be seen. Now, enough with injuries. Let's briefly recap some of our week 11 ad, or sorry, week 10 ads, or sorry, week 11 ads, excuse me. First, we had, you know, Joshua Dobbs. We went back to the well, just barely missed as a QB, QB1 on the week. Finished as the QB13 overall, had a few turnovers versus that are much improved Broncos defense. But Joshua Dobbs gave you another touchdown on the ground. I think he gave you another one in the air. 
So pretty close. You know, pretty, you know, pre- came pretty close again to becoming a QB1. So Justin Jefferson is about a couple of weeks away. There was a report that just recently came out that said that his return is more likely to be in week 14, not week 12 before the bye. So before the bye in week 13. So Justin Jefferson still a couple of weeks away. I think Joshua Dobbs should be fine until then, giving you borderline QB1 weeks. And his teammate, Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler, super explosive, 14 touches, turned that to 110 yards, had 73 on the ground, 37 through the air, finishes the RB14 on the week. Was super explosive, you know, did a lot in the passing game. And there was a report that came out prior to the game saying that he was going to split time with Alexander Madison. And that's effectively what came to fruition. Madison had 19 touches. Ty Chandler had 14. So this is something that we should expect moving forward. And, you know, more more on that backfield here shortly when we get into week 12 at. Zach Charbonnet, RB18 on the week, saw 21 touches. He's now more of a priority add with the, the injury to Ken Walker, which we just mentioned. But that was obviously the 21 touches was due to Kenneth Walker's injury. And he was, well, he wasn't very efficient, but he, he was serviceable. He was serviceable, but Seattle's schedule down the stretch from a running back perspective is pretty damn brutal. On the flip side, Keaton Mitchell for the Ravens fell a little short, only at 41 yards and nine touches. Pretty weird game script, if if we're being honest. I think his first two or three carries, he went for, for negative yards, and then he ripped off a 21-yarder and then had a couple of uh, other carries after that, but ultimately fell short. He was the RB38 on the week. I think better days are ahead for him in that Ravens backfield. And on on the other hand, another rookie we want to talk about is Quentin Johnston. uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's over. It's over for Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston face planted on a day where you have no Mike Williams, no Josh Palmer, no Jalen Guyton, six targets, only turning that in two catches for 21 yards and one brutal drop at the end of the game that could have won them the game or at least got them into field goal range to tie the game, uh, you know, it's it, it's 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 a lost season for Quentin Johnson, to be honest. Like, it's he's had multiple chances to to show out and show them, show the Chargers why they tr- took him in the first round at pick 21, but he's just not giving him anything. He's just giving absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so, um, you know, that's it, it's it's an unfortunate situation there. We had Noah Brown as a as an as an ad last week, but he didn't play. He had he had a knee injury, and then Trenton Irwin for the for the Bengals only three catches for thirty six yards um, due to the T Higgins absence. Joe Burrow got hurt, so obviously that tanked the entire passing game. And so we'll we'll see what happens with that. But on the other hand, Romeo Dobbs for the Packers. That's that was just uh, you know a guy. He's 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 widely rostered across major. I don't know, most of the major platforms, except ESPN, he's still 39% rostered, but had another touchdown, five for 53, his fourth touchdown in the last five games. So those of you that still play in ESPN leagues, he's on your waiver wire. I mean, it's, it, you shouldn't, you don't need to tell, you don't need me to tell you to pick him up because he is worth an ad. On the tight end side, Trey McBride, another seven targets, tied for the most on the team, had five catches for 43 yards. Another tight end one week, his third straight. And it probably could have been an even bigger game for him, but Trey McBride is continuously getting work. Kyler, he's, he, he's earned the trust of Kyler Murray early on, first two games this year. 
So Trey McBride, locked and loaded, tight end one every single week. And then Tanner Hudson for the Bengals was actually the leading receiver on Thursday night with 49 yards. I know that's crazy to say, crazy to say on the same team with Jamar Chase and, and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon, which probably won't happen again. But Tanner Hudson has quietly, quietly, quietly put together back-to-back tight end one weeks, back-to-back tight end one weeks. So he's going to remain, I mean, if, if, if Jake Browning is just going to be super inefficient and, 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 and throw passes closer to the line of scrimmage, think Tanner Hudson benefits. And then we also had Michael Mayer, went four for 46 on five targets. Pretty decent, pretty decent outing for him. Luke Musgrave, four for 28 on five targets. He was tied for second on the team in in targets. But that game, Jordan Love had a, had a really good game, over 300 yards passing. Ten different players caught a pass um, for the Packers against the Chargers. So there there wasn't going to be too too much of a ceiling there for Luke Musgrave, but He's still getting some a decent tar, a decent amount of targets. All right, that recaps week eleven. Let's go into week twelve ads. Couple quarterbacks here from a streaming from a streaming perspective. Derek Carr. Now there was a report that came out earlier today that he is still in the concussion protocol, which is not good coming out of the bye. But the Saints they have a favorable schedule down the stretch. They start with Atlanta, then they have Detroit. Carolina's going to be tough. But then after that, they have the Giants, the Rams, and the Buccaneers to close out the season. But, you know, for you know, week 13, this 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 move is mostly for week 13 because you're you're gonna have another heavy your last heavy bye week of the season with you know the 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 Ravens on bye, Bears, um, Buffalo Bills, and obviously that means Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, and Josh Allen all on bye. So you're gonna need a quarterback to fill in and you know, this for week 13, Derek Carr is a pretty good matchup. But if he's out, if he misses week 12 due to concussion, pivot to Jameis Winston. And then next we have Gardner Minshew for the Colts. Has Tampa Bay in week 12. Should be getting Josh Downs back fully healthy. The Colts, they play fast. They like they run a ton of plays. If you need a streamer, he could be in line for a boom week. According to PFF, the Colts, they do have the third best quarterback schedule for the rest of the season. But as I mentioned, week 12 for the first of the Buccaneers, since the bye week, they just been getting torn apart by every single quarterback that they faced, including Brock Purdy putting over 300 yards and three touchdowns on them. So not saying Garnet Minshew is, is on Brock Purdy's level right now in terms of you know playing quarterback, but it's, it's, a, it's a really good matchup. You, we want to fade the Buccaneers and you want to fade the Commanders, whoever they're playing. And then we want to go back to Baker Mayfield, the Colts. I mean, the Colts, they're, they're also a good matchup uh, for, for the Buccaneers. So I think in this particular game, there's going to be some points scored. So again, couple streaming options: Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, and then just take a look and and monitor the health of Derek Carr if he's still in concussion protocol, and if he misses Week 12, then pivot to Jameis Winston. Now on to running backs. This is probably going to just going to be a repeat of last week because Ty Chandler is still under the 50% threshold, and as I mentioned, his schedule he's got Chicago in Week 12. And if you watched the Bears-Lions game last week, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs just had a field day. Jameer Gibbs had over 20 fantasy points. David Montgomery had that revenge touchdown and over 50-plus yards rushing. And so after the bye week, though, they have a bye in week 13. But after the bye, they got Las Vegas, Cincinnati. Detroit's going to be a little tough, but then they got Green Bay. So they have a very favorable schedule. So the Vikings running backs, especially Ty Chandler, who I think is going to be getting a – 
si- more a more sizable workload down the stretch due to the due to his uh, explosiveness. It's it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good thing. It's gonna be a good thing. And then Keaton Mitchell for the Ravens. I mean, we obviously mentioned him last week, but his his roster ship is not is not where it needs to be. So he's obviously still need to add him if if he wasn't added last week. And we also mentioned Zach Charbonnet. He should be over that fifty percent threshold. But if you somehow on your wire, don't need me don't need me to tell you to pick him up. He becomes even more of a priority now that Ken Walker's going to miss the season, or not miss the season, but miss some time for um, this season. Now, I mean, look, we're getting towards the end of the season. We have three weeks left in the fantasy regular season. If you have a lot of fab left and Zach Charbonnet's out there, I mean, he, he you might have to just empty it all out because what are you saving it for? This is this is the moment that you've been saving it for. If you've been waiting 10, 12 weeks for this, this is this is one of those moments. And then a couple of stash-worthy candidates, Rico Dowdle for the Cowboys, who mentioned them multiple times, Samir White for the Raiders, Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers, and Leonard Fournette, who may get activated on the on the active roster over the next couple of weeks. So that's just a, just a, just a name to keep in mind. Wide receivers. First, I want to talk about Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams, his playing time is increasing. He is only 36% roster on sleeper. So he has a wide range of avail, you know, a wide range of availability. Last week scored a touchdown. He ran two less routes than Josh Reynolds, and had the second most wide receiver targets. Had two catches for forty-four yards in that in that touchdown. Look, he just needs to pass Josh Reynolds on the depth chart because Josh Reynolds has not been productive, and I think Jameis Williams is in line for an increased role down the stretch. He's got a decent schedule after the Packers, which is pretty tough. He's got New Orleans, Chicago, and Minnesota. Those are pretty beatable pass defenses. And so Jamison Williams is probably going to be earning some more more opportunities and more work in that Lions passing game. And just a couple of reminders and stashes really quick. Khalil Shakir had a a really good game against the Jets, which is the toughest matchup for opposing wide receivers. But who does he have next week? The Philadelphia Eagles, which is the easiest matchup. For opposing wide receivers. So if you're in a pinch, if you've been ravaged by injuries, if you're you're looking for a, you know for some sort of spark, I think Khalil Shakir can provide that. Only 21% roster on sleeper, so he's widely available on many of these platforms. He's seen at least four targets in four of the last five games, and I think we can safely say that Gabe Davis is over. Gabe Davis is over. Another zero, another zero effort. I think he surpassed Gabe Davis in the pecking order. And that Bills passing attack, Josh Allen had a bounce back game, and he's starting to trust Khalil Shakir a lot more than he trusts Gabe Davis now. And then we've mentioned numerous times on the show, Jaden Jaden Reed, still only rostered in forty three percent of sleeper leagues. Once again, you need to grab Jaden Reed back to back weeks as a wide receiver one, wide receiver eleven to be exact, back to back weeks as a wide receiver one. And then lastly. Couple, a couple, a couple of uh, other guys to 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 round this out. We want to monitor the health of Michael Wilson. If Michael Wilson's shoulder is in in worse shape, which is what they said, they said that he had a setback prior to the Week Eleven game against the Texans. If Michael Wilson's shoulder is you know turns out to be serious, Greg Dortch, Greg Dortch is in line for 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 added snaps and opportunities in Week Eleven. Ran 31 routes on 38 dropbacks of Kyler Murray, turned that into seven targets and had over 80 plus yards receiving, I believe. So Greg Dortch is going to, every time we see 
see him have a significant role or play a significant role, he produces. He definitely produces. So that's that's one one guy you can't ignore. But this is pending. Any you know any any news that we get on Michael Wilson's uh, shoulder injury. And then I also mentioned last week Rashid Shahid and At Perry. Definitely have to take advantage of that. Hopefully you guys grabbed him when the Saints were on by, because you know again Michael Thomas's injury is not. I don't think it's season ending, but it's it's going to be a multi week absence. And both of these guys aren't aren't highly rostered. I love Shahid. I think he might have reached that fifty to fifty percent threshold. Last I checked, he was around forty seven percent on sleeper but on espn i think he was around 28 percent. so he's still he's still out there he's still out there in many leagues so definitely take advantage of that and then at perry as i mentioned he played a lot in two wide receiver sets in place of michael thomas and he ran the most routes and played the most snaps only saw four targets but i think that you know i think that's going to be that opportunity is going to increase hopefully all right lastly at tight end i just have one major one for the week it's isaiah likely he is the one-for-one one replacement for Mark Andrews. So last year, in 2022, three games where he played at least 67% of the snaps, finished as a tight end two, the tight end nine, and the tight end three overall. So he's in line for some pretty decent volume in that Ravens passing attack. Lamar Jackson's been playing pretty good ball. And I don't believe Mark, you know, Lamar Jackson's going to have any kind of trouble with that ankle injury that he had coming out of that Bengals game. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll monitor the practice participation um, throughout the week. But Isaiah likely pretty, pretty decent volume ahead as the replacement for Mark Andrews. And then obviously, you know, we, we've, we mentioned, you know, Michael Mayer and Tanner Hudson. If, if they haven't been picked up, these are definite, um, de- definite good st- uh, streaming options at the tight end position. Now, just to recap, just to recap these week 12 ads and drops, Quarterback streamers, Derek Carr slash Jameis Winston, just, you know, monitor the concussion protocol. Gardner Minshew and Baker Mayfield, same game. So take your pick. Ty Chandler, back to the well with Ty Chandler, still under that 50%, 50% threshold. Keith Mitchell still widely available. We obviously mentioned Zach Charbonnet. He's pretty, he should be, he should be on, on most rosters now. If he's still available and you have a lot of fab left, empty the fab out on him. It's week 12. You're not saving the fat for anything else. And then Stash, Rico Dowdle, Zamir White, Elijah Mitchell, and Leonard Fournette. And then wide receivers, we want to keep an, keep an eye on Noah Brown's health because if he comes back, I, I, I suspect that, you know, with how hot C.J. Stroud has been in that passing attack, they're going to be rotating Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Robert Woods, and and Noah Brown in there. I think there's some there may be opportunity for Noah Brown as a – as a desperation flex. And then Jamison Williams, Khalil Shakir, Jaden Reed, Rashid Shaheed, A.T. Perry, Greg Dortch, and obviously monitor Michael Wilson's health, and that Greg Dortch pickup becomes a lot more intriguing. And lastly, Isaiah Likely, Michael Mayer, and Terrell Hudson. All right, that's all I got for you guys for week 12. Good luck. Looking forward to the Monday night game. I am recording this on a Monday night. It's right before the Chiefs-Eagles game. It's going to be a barn burner game of the year candidate. So hopefully, you know, you, your, you know, your fantasy matchups go into your favor. But until then, good luck for the remainder of week 11. And good luck in week 12. I'll see you all next time. Peace out. Peace out.